Sweet. Well, let's jump. Uh, let's just jump straight into it, dude. Welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. How are you? I am doing Corona-tastic. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm good. <laughs> Did you have you found your beach yet? Honestly, that's what I was like. I was gonna say that this this uh, whole pandemic has really taught me that where to find my beach, and it's not here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your beach isn't your computer chair. No, it's not. Peering into the distance. Longing for social interaction. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I'm, I think this will show a lot of people that having that face to face interaction is important, at, at least to some level. Yeah, I think one hundred percent of the extroverts in the uh, world are agreeing with you right now. Yeah. Because there are a lot of introverts that are like, my life hasn't changed at all. This is fine. I'm, I've talked to some introverts that are like, you know what? This is getting kind of annoying. I'm, I want to go outside and do something. And I'm like, that's great. That's how all of the extroverts felt on day one. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't, have to, I don't get to talk to anybody? That's not good. <laughs> yeah. This is an issue. <laughs> well, you, could, you get to talk to people online. That's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. Could you imagine this happened? Like thirty years ago, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could. It'd be miserable. There'd be a lot of uh, reading books and watching TV. Yeah, like uh, at least I can do that, and a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, and I I'm very happy that I have a wide range of entertainment options. Not just like I played some Dungeons and Dragons this week. I played some online, which is crazy, and I hate it. But it's it's a close enough substitution of Dungeons and Dragons in real life. So yeah, it's I don't know. I'm pretty much a fan of doing everything in real life, which is I kind of want to talk about this in another episode. But Mm -hmm. with you know, like the gaming, like the PC cafes. Yeah, PC Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I remember going there as a kid, and like the guys in the front were total dicks, so I never went back. But looking back at it now, it's like, man, that would have been an awesome place for me to go to and hang out and like make friends there. But yeah, just we, one negative experience. <laughs> I, think we, I think we've actually joked about this. of like, oh, yeah, it would be really cool to just open up a PC Bang slash bar. Like, yeah. Connected. That would be, that's a, that's a, that's a dream. That's a. In this economy, we can we can build up. We can find the right place for cheap because everything's going to crash. We can make this so, happen. <laughs> so optimistic. So optimistic. We just need to, you know, stay employed. That's a little important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we need to convince a, an entire group of people who are known for staying at home and not going outside to go outside and do what they have at home and pay us. It's, yeah. a, it's a it's a conundrum if I've ever heard one. I'll say that we you know surprisingly we're friends with a lot of introverts though. Yeah, because that's how introverts make friends. <laughs> extroverts adopt them. Yeah. Go, hey, I like you, and the introverts like, no, please leave me alone. You're like, ah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think 
I think we could do that on a large scale. Uh, I guess that's what this podcast will hopefully be like. <laughs> yeah, mass, mass adoption of introverts. Um, I like how we uh, skipped over our homework. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's uh, let's circle back back to the homework. Yeah. So homework was to wash your hands. Hope you did that. Absolutely. And to find something that we hate. Yeah. And well, to get to the other person. What was great is that we we found something we hated. Gave it to each other, and it was the same thing, and we did it together. Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but you're a little proud of it. It it, it feels good in a bad way. Just going through, and uh, for anyone that's wondering, still, we did not. um, We we did we did the dirty deed. We went back to Overwatch. Yeah, Uh, the dirtiest of deeds. We spent, uh, I think, three nights now, right? At least. Yeah, playing uh, competitive only. (laughs) Dropped so far in our attrition and not playing for 10 seasons. They're so so close to Diamond at one point in time. I think you were, what, one game away? 12. 12 points. I went and looked. (gasps) 12. I think even I was bad, maybe even a bad way away. But I've done it, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oof. Look how far we've fallen. <laughs> now and and now I'm like it's like, oh yeah, you're a you're a mid silver healer. I'm like motherfucker, no I'm not. Like <laughs> oh, oh, this is what Overwatch does to me. You know what? Like this this is a, a smooth transition to go into a book that you and I both read, and I have to say thank you for giving me the recommendation on there. But uh, the <laughs> the character in this book, Ashok, also came from above and slumped all the way to the bottom, like yeah, you and I, he, in a very different has, way. <laughs> he was at the top of his game. He was nearing peak performance and then has fallen. He, uh, I think it's safe to say he was legendary. Oh, 100%. For anyone who's curious or wants to uh, stop and go read the book now and then come back to it, we're going to be talking about Son of the Black Sword um, by Larry, I want to say Corellia. Uh, I may be saying his name wrong. It's a part of the saga of the Forgotten Warrior um, saga, and it's probably my favorite fantasy book. Yeah, and for the, if that name sounds familiar to any of the you guys listening, he wrote a lot of the Monster Hunter stuff, right? Like the fiction for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did he do any of the storytelling for the video games, or was it just the books? I'm pretty sure it was just the books, uh, but I think is I I think it was just the books. I don't know if he was consulted. I I, I can do a little bit of research and get back to you on that for the next episode. Yeah, let's. Know. Yeah, well. Yeah, we'll write that down and we'll we'll circle back. We need a we we need a Jamie or somebody to to easily look that up for us. <laughs> oh, Showing no. your fan names. Oh yeah, I mean you you, you got to be influenced from others. <laughs> I I'm uh, no savant. I didn't stumble upon this by myself. <laughs> but um, but yeah, if you have if you want to, you know not know anything about the book i mean we're i think for the first part we should just try and keep it general but mm. i think spoilers are going to come up uh you a- know absolutely 
yeah so at this point if you want to read the book and then circle back and listen to the rest of the podcast i would go ahead and stop listening now um we'll try and keep it general for the next couple moments in case you're scrambling to try and hit the pause button or disconnect or whatever it is it's you're tough doing. right now man i can't even i can't even hit the pause right now <laughs> and for all of my uh my binging friends who like to do things in large bundles there is a second book coming or the second book is out right now and the third book is coming out later this year so if you're like oh i want to like game of thrones i was like oh man i don't want to read game of thrones until it's finished <laughs> this is one that you can gulp down two books in a month or so really but is is there going to be more than three i think there's going to be six okay I, I then don't quote me on it because this is an, like an old article that i read after the first i read the first book which was quite a long time ago uh, i should have refreshed but i didn't um and uh, i think there's supposed to be six in this the saga yeah Okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah. So here's here's the last warning. I mean, I feel like we've given it enough time. So, um, yeah, exit exit now. Um, do you just want to go over in terms of breaking it down in terms of the world, like kind of the? How, how about this? You give me like you tell me your overall impressions with the book right away. Like oh, right away. Yeah, just uh, did you like it? Is that a negative thing? Did did, did I wish? I mean, I, I I liked it enough to want to read the second one, and I'm getting excited for the third one, even though I haven't read the second one. Mm-hmm. I I like the characters in there. I'm curious to see. It's, I think, because I've grown to love many stories, and then I've seen it just get trash. I I have a hard time giving all of my like hopes and dreams into it. But I, it's pulling me. Like I'm really enjoying a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world and uh, where the characters can go. And I don't, I, I just don't want to put too much emphasis on where I want the characters to go and kind of just like let the author do their thing, let them go down their path, and hopefully be surprised as the twists and turns that come through. Absolutely. Uh, so this is another thing I do with uh, books I read. Um, at least with other book clubs I've been in, which character did you feel like you resonated with the most? Not your favorite. Cause it's easy to pick like, Oh man, that guy's a, you know, he, he's so cool. He's a monster he's a killer and he's a hero. And like, but which one did you feel like you resonated with the most? Probably Gutch. Gutch. Yeah. Um, would you want to explain to go to people who have not read the book or, or, you know, yeah. Gutch um, is and why he relate to him. Yeah. Gutch. He's, he's simple. <laughs> He, you know, by the law and by the definition in this world, he he's not a villain, but he is a criminal. And so, you know, in this world, you're you are what your title says you are. And so he's an unapologetic uh, criminal, too. Yeah, yeah, I steal stuff. This is what I do. Yeah, he owns it. And he just he respects who he is, which I like that a lot. But even though he's labeled these things, he's still does the right thing even though uh, the society classifies him as something else he still people won't see what he does is right but he does the right actions and um i i like his humor i think he's funny i i think he that he was he and uh kita were the mm-hmm. two sources of the, they were the the only things that made me laugh the book yeah uh, 
uh, just Kita, Kita being a you know little goofy nerdy keeper of the uh, books, but and and anything Gutch says, Gutch bounces off people all the time, and he's quick with the one liners. He's simple, but he's like clever. He's it's, it's very refreshing. Yep, he um, Keta, you kind of remind me of Keta, like when ah. Uh, I don't know if we want to go through the story and what we thought of. Um, like I the think there are, so I have a couple uh, like highlights of discussions. I want to talk to you about like certain, yeah. uh, moments in the story, but bef- mm-hmm. before that I want to go. So I, rem- you, you remind me of Gutch. Um, so I, yeah, <laughs> uh, I always, I, he's my favorite character in this book and he's the one that I, uh, resonate with the most is Jagdish. I love Jagdish. He's he's the embodiment of uh, ambition and honor. Mm-hmm. Just hardworking. You know, I don't care. I'm just gonna do yeah. this. I don't really believe in this, but I'll work hard for you. And yeah. He's. I, I love him. I love him to death. He's the typical like grind until you get to the top. Yeah, and like it's it, and this is the one of the things I want to talk to you about his training sessions with uh Ashok in the mm-hmm. so like can you imagine going up like seeing this monster because that's what Ashok is with mm-hmm. at all a sentient black sword that can <laughs> kill a thousand people by itself and he's just like yeah I'm gonna fight you until I'm good at good enough to take that sword from you yeah. Like, that's, that takes so much balls to do that every single day. Well, to be fair, it, it takes a lot of balls, but that wasn't his idea. His, he was just gonna... In one sense, when I saw him go through that, Asher yeah. took it upon himself to offer the training to him. And so I thought, in a way, he was... He, he It showed he was all in, because he was willing to die in order to reclaim the honor to him. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it was like, I'd rather die fighting it, because it seemed like he knew he had no chance. Yeah. And he was like, he's Fuck like, it. He's, he's like, I have to shoot. I have to shoot my shot. Like, yeah. this is, if I, if I don't do this now, it's never going to happen again. Exactly. Wise enough to be like, no, how about I train you to be good enough to hold it? And then when, you know, I, you, you do kill me or whatever you can, you, you're going to be better off with it. Yep. Yeah. And so I liked, I liked that idea that he was willing to, because he was gun ho and set on doing that in terms of fighting him and all or nothing, like either I'm going to reclaim, but he was willing. It shows who he really is as a character and the fact that he's able to say, you know what, that's logical. And I'm willing to set aside my pride and continue the right path in order to get there, even if it's a harder journey. The setting of it, too, of just like in the middle of a prison yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I can just. I. I, I every time I imagine it, it just puts a smile on my face of like, oh man, can you imagine going into like Supermax or whatever your closest prison system is? And being like, yeah, I want the toughest guy in here to teach me how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this that's what this dude is doing. And I don't know. I I like that. Why do you think why do you why does Keto remind you of me? Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah. He uh seems loud, rambunctious. He's also, um, these are all he's clever with words. All the, compliments. Yeah. <laughs> the, the keeper of names. 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, it, it was more of his personality, and more so th- the personality at the more towards the beginning than towards the end. Yeah, yeah, because so you, he kind of does he give a, a give up in this book? Uh, um, yeah. Oh, so I guess another thing to mention is I've only read the first book. I haven't read the second book. So for any listeners that have already read one and two, um, Tobin has read the second one i'm going to read the Mm -hmm. second one um soon but i only have knowledge of the first book yeah the Um, second one is much fresher in my mind so i'm trying to avoid those steps yeah so and in my like it it's weird because you kind of get an idea who keta is through a couple different eyes like one eyes you see is through ashok when he first meets him in, in the jail and then mm. you get another view of him from kind of the people's perspective when they just beat the shit out of him at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> also a little bit reminded me of you, where I'd be like, sometimes you corrupt people the wrong way, and you'll stand by what you believe in, even if it causes a group of people to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I was you like, stick to your guns. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, that reminds me of Tobin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see that now. I can and, see it. And he's more like cheerful. Like you, you try to bring the vibe of a room or of a group towards a positive place, regardless of how you're feeling or what your thoughts are. You can read the situation well. And I feel like uh, Keta or Kita, he he has a similar thing too, where he kind of understands I mean, where the people are at. He essentially drags Thera through, like, like her mood. The entire this the entire book is just miserable and horrible. And he's the only one who's like, you know what? I'm just gonna be happy. Like, yeah, sucks. <laughs> Everything's horrible right now. I'm gonna be happy. Like, yeah, it's I like that. So. Yeah, and I think the other characters get some of their joy. Like, it seems like their joy is represented in him, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, he kind of shows the good that is happening in a physical form of the happiness that is amongst the, the group. Yeah, so he, he's he, with Ashok going uh, full sadness, and you know, I've given up my entire life for something, and mm-hmm. upset about that, Kita gets to be a little bit happy that he's doing that. I see that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I don't know, it, it's kind of nice to have that change of pace, or I, I like conflict and I like opposing things, or mm-hmm. opposing characters, ideologies, just opposition in general. And so having characters that are so opposite spectrums, it, mm-hmm. I like seeing that interaction. So uh, what what do you think about the... Uh initial fight with the demons like as at the very beginning yeah as an introduction to this book the world and like the fish eaters and stuff like that yeah i i liked it because i feel most things don't have a really long time to capture your attention or set the tone yeah exactly and so and if i were in one sense, if I was expecting my tone to be exactly off of the first uh, couple chapters, I 
I think I would have been a little disappointed because it wasn't as action oriented as the beginning was. Mm-hmm. But it gave me a sense of the magic, a sense of building the world and not necessarily the story. Mm-hmm. Because they, they do a lot of, okay, he's using this and they kind of allude to a bigger picture. Yeah. Oh, he has a and group of uses the heart of the mountain and Yeah. So they yeah. drop they drop a lot of terminology that you as a reader aren't supposed to be familiar with. But you go, Oh, that sounds cool. And it it captured my interest in the fact that I wanted to learn more about them. So when the author started explaining more of these things, I was like, Cool, I can get behind this. Cool, cool. Oh, I want to learn more about this. Okay, where's this gonna go? What happens here? And so I, I like that aspect of it. And it's, I don't know. I don't like, I guess like if you had a tried and true recipe and it works, you know, why, why break from it? But it's kind of refreshing to um, be captivated by a piece of media in a different way. Yeah. Just get slapped in the face with like, oh, this is an intense battle scene. Welcome to chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of exposition after this, but you, you earned it for opening the book. Yeah. I, yeah. I like how they did that. Um, it, it alludes to his, his fights with the rest of the demons. Mm-hmm. He has demons in the, this book, right? Uh, yes, he has some in the beginning and then one in the middle and then one at the very I, end. I don't remember the one in the middle. The one in the middle, I think he fights a... No, not even that. Just the... I, I'm sure he does, I'm forgetting. But the one in the middle and the one at the end where the... Uh, one of the main assassin. villains. Yeah. yeah. Be, uh, well, it's not even an assassin. It's like the warlord that lost his lost a duel to Ashok in the past and had his tongue cut out. And then he becomes a demon. Slowly. Yeah, he becomes a demon at the uh, behest of Sakaso. Yeah. House of the, you know, the, the, uh, the assassin who is yeah. um, who's like, oh, I can use this person to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And it goes piss poor because and groove it all this just suddenly decides that it's not going to happen. Yep. Which, which honestly... <laughs> Uh, leaking into other media, and Groovedall reminds me of One for All. You think so? Yeah, it, it's like all, almost the exact same thing of like, oh, the sword is telling me to do this. The sword is telling me to do this. It's I thought it's Bleach. I haven't. I see, I haven't gone through Bleach, so I might. I, that oh might be man, yeah. So because you know your sword is an actual soul, <laughs> and you that. talk to the sword, and it, you know, as you get to know your sword more it mm-hmm. becomes stronger and like you learn your sword's name and you unleash its bankai and it, you know, it, I won't say levels up, but you get essentially stronger and more experience with it. That's, I will, I will actually look that up cause that sounds right up my alley. Uh, for, I don't know. There's <laughs> bleach. I feel is a little controversial because it did really well for a moment in time. And then it just, dropped off and the story arcs go in a lot of different directions but they did such a good job of creating this world and the characters and the lore of it it mm-hmm. it kind of holds up but it whew, it takes some fucking stretches where you're like i, I okay don't know. so 
let's 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 flip the lens. If someone likes Bleach, would you recommend Son of Black Sword? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, cool. That's 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 good. That's because I I don't want to I don't want to be talking about something that like because you know you're the worth your time. I want I mm-hmm. I think Black Sword is one hundred percent worth anybody's time who's interested in. If you like fantasy stuff, if you think that The Witcher is cool, like that's how I hooked you with it. Yeah, and that's actually what I wanted to ask you about is mm-hmm. what what did you think about the the world the setting of the world in the time well. The time frame is kind of a weird one, but more mm-hmm. of the um, the world setting of it's kind of a fantasy Game of Thrones, Witcher type of vibe um, in terms of and Lord of the Rings ish. You know, I think that the the uh, setting of the world gives is more interesting to me than the characters, and I like most of the characters. I think there's two or three that I don't like, but uh, the inter like the, the political drama between the inquisitors, the politicians, the castless, the the rebellion, the wizards, and the protectors, all all right up my alley. <laughs> like like yeah. yes, hook me. I want Devides to be to go through and backstab everybody to get his way to the top. I want Amon to continue to be the slimiest person I've ever. <laughs> Any book aside from like Iago from Shakespeare, like if oh man, Oman is just he's kind of what I want to be as like a <laughs> that's terrible. Dude, he's, <laughs> he's his, like his level of competence and like planning, just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, he, there's there's a lot of con like. Have you ever walked into a tense room and you're like, oh no, like shit's about to pop off here. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it felt like reading this book where you're like, oh, there's so many different things that are about to go off. And I'm curious yeah. to see the domino. I mean, the the big domino effect is Ashok, you know, escaping prison and going to join the rebellion. That's really that's the, the spark for the powder keg. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it'll be curious to see how all these other things crumble apart and how everyone's going to scramble and try and claim up to the top. I, and I, I think that uh, I shouldn't discount Sakaso for also being slimy because Sakaso, the head of the assassins, oh, they, they were hand in hand <laughs> with Oman. Yeah, no, they they it's uh, and this is a thing that uh, I'm no, no spoilers. They uh, Sakaso and Amon hate each other, and I think they go yeah. over that. the assassins and the inquisitors do not trust each other, and they they as they, they shouldn't. They want them gone almost as much as they want the protectors gone. Like they they want to be the ones in charge. And of course, Sakaso is no fool, and Amon is no fool. So when they have like when they work together. It means that something is way scarier than them. Like, yep, the enemy of en- my enemy is my friend, and that's how you can kind of tell that like Ashok is such a pivotal player in all of this. Yeah, because they're terrified of him. They're they're horrified of him, and they even use like, oh, if we turn the protectors against him and use his best friend Devides to uh, kind of sick the protectors on uh, Ashok. Uh, it will it will only distance him further from us, and we have a, a, another group of people who are our allies. Not to yeah. mention, uh, 
political structure of the higher castes being like, yes, we need to get rid of the cast list. The the um, Ashok is a huge problem. He's a gigantic terrorist, and we should all work together to get rid of this. And Amon's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> please, please continue to do that. Yep. Also, is like, yes, yes, one hundred percent. I'll as long as I don't have to be in a room with a bond for more than 20 minutes, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. Like I feel the first book really just set up a lot of the conflict and things to come, but it, it did it in a way that I, I didn't feel bored reading it. And it did a good enough job of jumping around characters and progressing the story to where you're still getting this world built out, but you're still captivated and the story's still progressing and not just like when I read Lord of the Rings, it just felt like I was reading like a textbook where it's like, Oh, and I'm taking a hard break here for the next six pages and it describing this little tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, so. I don't think this, this was one gets bogged down in details. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one area or at least one chapter that sticks out to me in details is Ashok's fight in the uh royal like what was it like a royal dance or banquet if i remember uh, oh yeah yeah where he goes back home um to like his aunt quote and and she is uh, and she six like what 100 150 people on him and he yeah. kind of, like a essentially a butter knife <laughs> yeah and oh god yeah and actually that's where he fights uh or Yagdish and um, Ashok meet for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and that's the issue. so he's like, yeah, I'll take him into custody. But that I, I remember that fight and just being like, man, if someone animated this or like, oh, so good. If 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 they put this together, they would have to censor so much because it's Why? It, it, this book. No, because this book isn't that gory. That was a gory fight. Yeah, from the way I read it and imagined it. Same, but that's so cool with all the different media now is that like if Netflix or HBO, like whoever picks it up, it doesn't have to be censored. You can truly give this the medium that would serve it best, whether it's a video game, an anime, Uh, an anime, I think might be, it might be a little boring and it doesn't have a lot of the tropes that I I don't think it would carry over well. Weebs. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like so, every time I so think, of what anime, other media would do you think that this would succeed in? I, I think a TV show. You think a TV show, like a Netflix series, or HBO? Mm. It, it mm. would have to be a longer format. A movie. There's so much. Like it's so difficult for books to be adapted into movies. Some do it well. I would say most don't. For people that read the book and watch the movie, and they go, "Eh, like that's okay." But the book was way, way better. At least when you have a TV show, it can, it doesn't always, it doesn't mean it always will, but it can get into a lot of the finer details and, you know, it, it, it can really pay tribute to the book in a, a nice way. Okay. So to let's, let's borrow a good TV show that is similar to this or would be similar to this in the Witcher. They mm-hmm. tell, out of order. do you think that this book would benefit from being told out of order? it's hard for me to say because I don't know I don't know what happens in the later books Um, but in terms of telling the story out of order I mean they tell the story out of order in the book Mm -hmm. so it's not 
it's not a bad thing. Um, and that's why I'm asking, because it's like, oh, what do you think? Like, is, is um, this going to be? Is it, do you think it should stick to the way the book is? Because there's flashbacks, and I, I don't think it has to. Um, <laughs> it's really more of the setting. Like it, every episode should, I feel, stand on its own. Mm-hmm. But near the end of the season, it's always really nice when a couple of the episodes rely on one another and they carry over and it feels good. Um, and if you were to just throw a random flashback in between there, it, it would totally ruin the, the tone of the, um, the storytelling. And so you would have to do it in a way that would make sense. And whether that like, maybe it's at the end of a a certain climax that you bring it back, which is what the book does. Um, Mm. I, I could see that happening. Um, but I, I hate when you're in the middle of the climax, your attention is there and it just completely goes in another direction for no reason. And it's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about what's happening here. Like, why would you not at least leave this in a decent spot and then go back and explain something? Um, just completely cut away from there. I, I, I don't understand why people do that. It, you should, you should not read the game of Thrones books. Just, just say <laughs> Sounds like that exact thing happens too many times to count. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I'm I'm done with Game of Thrones. So <laughs> I uh, think the world is. Yeah, like there's a reason he's not writing the last book because that was the very high level of what he wanted to wrap up, and the world hated it. <laughs> I think that. Uh, We'll get into Game of Thrones some other time. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to get into that now. Because there yeah. are certain things that I think if they just went off on their own and Game of Thrones, it would be very strong. But in terms of this book, do you think that like Amon reminds you of Littlefinger? Because he reminded me of Littlefinger. Uh, and- a, a little bit. Um, he, he doesn't seem as... like Littlefinger was very strategic and sly, but he mm. was he was more, he was more secretive. It, it, it seemed like, and Oman seems very, like, upfront about it. He he's not hiding who he is, and I feel like everyone kind of knows. But in this mm-hmm. setting, no one's able to oppose him. So he's a character with a lot of power, and no one's really willing to step up to him. Hmm. Do you? Um... What, what, so now that you have read this book and you plan on reading the second one, what are your predictions for the second one, knowing that the book's name is House of Assassins? <laughs> well, if I remember right, the first one ends with Thera getting captured, right? Yes. Yes. So, um, and they get captured by the assassins, so obviously they're going to do their best to get her back. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, how that is that going to play out? Um, I, I'm curious um, because um, Yagdish and um, what, what, not um, what the hell is his name? Uh, Gutch. They meet up with Ashik at the end, and so I think they're going to plan on going to get to the House Assassins, but they're going to get sidetracked with something else. Something's going to happen to one of them. Um, which probably I think is going to be Devados is somewhat going to throw a wrench in their plans. And I, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it could go. Yeah. I think that's, what's going to end up happening is that they're going to go there. 
they're going to talk, and Davidos is going to be hell-bent on showing that he's wrong, and then this is where the conflict happens in Ashok, which they're kind of putting the threads to in the first book, and I think will be further extorted in the second book, of Mm -hmm. his just unwillingness to go outside of the law and his conflict and how you can interpret the law to bend to your will, which I think is shown a little bit in the first one, but I think it's going to be shown a lot more in the second one. 100, 100 like I'm not spoiling anything, but I think that yeah. that's, those are good things to sniff on. Um, I think that the law the I mean, Ashok's conflict with the law is more, <laughs> it, it's not, um, it's highlighted in this book of like, oh man, this is a big thing for him, and he's trying to figure this out. Yeah, but he never really gets to the point where uh, the law is nothing to him. Like even when he's breaking it or like saving those children, the castless children, mm-hmm. he's like, "Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this?" Yeah, I, I, I really, I think that the law is Ashok's biggest villain. Mm-hmm. His um, coat yeah like if if, when he removes that he'll he'll be free right yeah but Uh, that's the interesting thing is because the um i forget the name of the sorcerer or whoever uh put this on him but is is this something that not the mother the the wizard or whoever was there Oh, the or yeah, the original, the one who uh, altered his memory. I can't remember his name yeah. at the point, but yeah, I know who you're talking I about. I can't either. But um, that wizard, um, if the spell gets broken, like, and I don't know if it can or if it will, um, or it, it's interesting because him as a character now is all based off of essentially his brain being yeah. wiped and <laughs> programmed yeah, for this. Amnesia so, is such a cool and useful plot device. Yeah. So, I mean, you've seen that used over and over um, in many stories. The character that I think of when I hear amnesia and trying to remember who they are and all that is Wolverine. Um, that's the character that sticks out to me the most. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see, like, once he... Because he knows his past now. But he's still upheld by these morals and these things that were embedded into him and if he can overcome that and i guess that's kind of a philosophical debate maybe that the writer's trying to get at is you know maybe society is representing the laws and you're trying to you know just because it's the laws that's really what's what at the end of the day is that defined as good and so Mm -hmm. i'm curious to see how ashik is going to develop and either update his own ethos and update his own um, you know, code of law to expand, or you know, does he have to somehow relate it back to everything being the mission that he's on to serve and help the rebellion? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm excited to see that as well. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything about the the second book, but yeah, it's, please don't. <laughs> uh, those, I'm excited to see those things happen for him. Yeah. Um, one, one of the things I, I, I don't know, I, I hope depending on, you know, how many books this is, I, I hope there's, I hope that conflict comes sooner rather than later and that we're able to 
kind of develop the newer character of who he is. Mm-hmm. Then, like, kind of wrapping it up at the end and being like, okay, yep, he decided he's doing this, and now he's, you know, I, I would like to see that idea flush out more. I, I, I actually disagree with you. I, I think that the, the entire saga should be about his conflict and redoing his code. I don't, I, I want it to end with him being like, you know what? Fine. I'm a new man now, officially, because mm-hmm. I think that this book sets it up perfectly of like, oh, I've, I've hit this snack. Yeah. Okay. I still believe in this thing. I still believe in this thing. And then you can go through the different stages of like, uh, grief for i mean like for his love for the law and mm-hmm. this is clearly denial i'm not i'm not breaking the law i'm not breaking the law i'm not breaking the law it would be cool to see him do anger and be like well you know what the law was you messed up in the first place and blah 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 and yeah. full six uh you know that all of the steps of it throughout the saga could end mm-hmm. oh acceptance you know, the law was nothing. The law was, I, I was never an instrument for the law. I was an instrument for people. Yeah. But I feel like you can flush out. Like, I like that idea, but I wouldn't want the entire series to be like that because I think there are a lot of other aspects that you can draw from within the character as well. And mm-hmm. there's a way of presenting maybe that, that ideology of coming to terms with himself overall, that could be the overlying theme. But like I think you can test the character in a lot of different ways than just this one that he has with the law, and that there are other challenges and aspects of pushing him to his limits and kind of maybe he has different ideas and different things that he takes on, and then those get you know pushed in a different direction and challenges him in another way that you know can add or change to who he is, and then you know by the end of the book you're or by the end of the series, you're reading on a completely different character than what you begin mm-hmm. with. But it's different when you understand how someone got to that point. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think that either one of those I would fully enjoy, right? Yeah, I just want them to stick to it. Like, I don't want the character to take a crazy twist that makes no sense. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the character development in this book, I, I don't think that there was any one, like anything that would give you a hint that that's what uh big larry's gonna be doing right yeah <laughs> uh in terms of the other characters that can be fleshed out because i mean Kita's a huge part and he could he could have backstory and mm-hmm. change and become less hopeful he could lose hope or something like that yeah uh, sarah could honestly not be such a complete meanie all the time because that's what she is she she lightens up at the end of the book yeah uh radmantha could be uh i don't know clued in <laughs> like <laughs> like had, had a strong beginning and then became useless yeah it was like I, it, it, that's one of the characters i'm not a huge fan of but she has air like room to grow as like oh man I'm I'm gonna go off and do this one thing. Oh my god, it's so funny to me to protect her, and, and then I have to go run and blah blah blah. It's just okay. Well, when are you gonna get interesting again? Because you almost figured all of this out. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wonder yeah. if it's gonna be. I hate doing this, comparing one book to another book and other characters, but she kind of reminds me of somewhat of the Sansa, where she. I hated Sansa at the beginning, but. You're kind of mm-hmm. set up to do that. 
I wonder if that's also going to be similar with her in that her usefulness is going to be played out later down the road. I hope so, because and she actually kind of embodies knowledge, like book book knowledge, right? Yes. And that's something that's useful at the start of whatever you're doing. Then becomes completely useless while you're developing the skill or trait or whatever. And yep. then the end of it becomes the most useful thing, period. So mm-hmm. if that's what they do, okay, that's fine. But she really took a turn in this book. Yeah, yeah I'm... It's not my favorite. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it's going to end up going with her. But that's the nice thing is that is you have a bunch of these characters with a lot of room to grow and be tested and put in situations for them to be more interesting. So... Yeah. I'm really curious to see what's going to end up happening. She is also um, a good foil to Amon. To who? Amon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Manipulative versus ma- uh, manipulator versus manipulatee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm... Uh, like I just need to read the next book because at this point, <laughs> I the the first book really just feels like it's setting everything up, and then hopefully the second book is getting to a point where they flush it out a little bit more. What did mm-hmm. you think of the um, I guess the the trial and tribulation of Ashok and Devados becoming protectors? That was my next uh, like moment I wanted to talk to you about. I I think that that was cool. Like it was cool mm-hmm. having them because f- they fight uh, not protectors, but what were the things that they fought? Um, they they were like zombies or something. Yeah. So those I, I I don't remember what they're called, but I can tell you that they're important. Um, they're the them going through that challenge is such a cool idea of like because they're constructs that's what they are they're like uh magically empowered beings that are yeah. um I, I like that they had different levels and as they were fighting them they're like oh this isn't bad and i was like oh shit oh shit and they show like they're progressively getting harder and harder mm-hmm. and just to push them to their limits but the mm-hmm students were being monitored the you know during the process i i like that a lot i i liked how the it was just those two that became and like i i believe well, there I, was a third one but he ran away and probably yeah, died i think ashok was the he did it on his first try and devidus did it on his second right ah uh, I, I couldn't tell you one way or the other i'd have to double check on that but i do remember them going through it together um mm-hmm. And I remember them going through all of it together. Um, and I know Devados got fucked up until they got inside the heart of the mountain. Yeah. Well, uh, that's uh, like that was the whole point of it. it was oh, you get, once you get to the heart, you're fine. Yeah. The heart, like, the heart will take care of you. Yeah. Um, he was and, on like the verge of death. <laughs> so, so the heart is a great example of magic in this world, and how you need like it's kind of. Uh, to weave it up again, uh, a full metal alchemist and like mm-hmm. the, the alchemy that they perform, like you need something to transform into something else. The art of equivalent exchange. Yeah. And uh, the protectors have their own source of magic in the, uh, 
part of the mountain and they can call on it from anywhere. And I like, that's how powerful that this thing is. But then you see like the smaller, the wizards or the assassins and the mm-hmm. uh, inquisitors. They're like, well, I need bones for this. Like I need, uh, I need demon bones or black, uh, uh, black steel. Yeah. To- I need something with magic in it to manipulate. Mm-hmm. But, and they have to be holding it. It has to be on their person. Yeah. And it, I, it's, I thought that the heart of the mountain being this, this overarching guardian, because it becomes kind of a, it, its own character with the way that it works with Hank Groove at all. And mm-hmm. they can call on it and be like, Hey man, I just need a little bit more help. And the heart's like, all right, man, that's like, that's okay. I can do that. But just know that later down the road, someone's not going to have this. Yeah. yeah. It's precious. Yeah. It's yeah. a limited resource. Mm-hmm. And the the heart of the mountain plays it plays always just a huge role throughout this book. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I I like the way they built that up. Um, I like the way that they let you fill in the blanks on a lot of it, uh, for interpretation in terms of how the protectors are using it, calling upon it. Um, I I really like that a lot. Uh, I don't. He didn't have Larry, the author, didn't have to you know force feed you how everything works. You kind of just put it together as they continue drawing upon the different tools of the world. And you're like, okay, I, I kind of understand the rules of how this works because it's and consistent. The beauty of the way he does magic. Cause I think magic can be done very poorly and very, uh, great. Yeah. Cause, um, this is kind of a hard magic system where you need the law of like exchange. You can't do something extremely crazy with a demon tooth. But yeah. if you had an entire skeleton, you could probably shapeshift an entire mountain. Like that's those are that that's I, the way that he does that is a really good way of. Oh, this ha- this ha- clearly has laws that you know about. But mm-hmm. how, and now that you know that this has laws, I'm going to tell you something that happens, and I'm going to tell you the source, and you're going to figure it out. Like the the middle's okay. You'll figure that out. Yeah, it kind of adds to the magical element of the world. Exactly. And you kind of, as they start using it differently, you kind of get told more along the way. The thing I like about it, too, is that they don't ever draw any magic or anything that just seems like, well, why wouldn't they have fucking done that in the first place? Like It it doesn't come out of left field. Yeah, there's never a point in time where like Ashok is fighting and like right before the fight, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to use the the uh, mountain to get rid of this, these people really quickly. It's like, well, yeah, he, there are certain times where he does that, and it's because he knows the severity and the the, the 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 how important it is. And like the wizards of like, oh, I'm gonna give you give this guy a demon tongue. Like, mm-hmm. I know that we shouldn't do this, but yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna set this monster on to Ashok, and then like, we'll just have to kill one. <laughs> that's 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 what we're gonna do yep <laughs> it's never like oh we're gonna teleport in and like oh and seal this thing and then disappear and it's it's always oh i'm gonna be very strategic about this too it works very well yeah yeah i i agree <laughs> well well said um at, at the I, end of oh sorry go ahead if you like that because you know that the second book is house of assassins they yep. go a little bit further into the magic, I'm not going to say more than that. I imagine uh, they would, since they use, they heavily use magic, and I, they don't I, have I'm to shaking, 
to the heart that I know. Yeah, I'm shaking my head like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you get to see a little bit more of it, and it honestly just gets better with the way that they explain it. So oh, I'm excited. Yeah, and that's one of the things now is that everything is set, and they can just further extrapolate on different aspects of the world. And I'm really curious to see how like the underworld of this um, this book is played out because yeah. it's it's pr- pretty much a mystery at this point because you have the castless who um oh oh I want to talk to you about that the the thought mm-hmm. of them being high and then you know being thrown to the bottom but um, the ideology of this different power struggle and I want to see what their role has been in it and hopefully they go into the history of how they were once a you know dominant house and now they're just kind of a folk legend it's it's a good thing to want and um i'm not going to tell you what happens in the second book but uh the castless switching places like that Mm -hmm. is like it, it becomes kind of a profiling thing of like oh you guys did such a bad job ruling yeah we're gonna but the current group of people ruling are doing a bad job it's a it's an example of absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Have, have you you seen the, the meme of Spider-Man pointing at each other? It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, you're, you're evil. No, you're evil. Like it's yeah. the exact same. So the distance between us is probably not as far as you think. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I think the cast system that they have in the book is kind of, uh, that's that's a criticism I have of it. Is it's kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this, this cast does this, and this cast does this. It's very teenage uh, Hunger Gamesy lame, but it works for the lore that it's built around, right? I I don't think it's lame, but I'm I'm easily entertained with <laughs> these systems. Um, the the thing I like about it is the transfer of power in that. The castless were at one point the rulers. They were all son, or they were all blood r- relatives of a uh, Ramroan. Ramroan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Ram-Rowan. how you say that. Yeah. So they were all, you know, related to him, and they were able to fight the demons. And they, you know, were the the badasses. But as time went on and danger went away, they got greedy, and eventually the revolution happens, and so they get, you know, kicked to the bottom of society. And now they're eating fish. Exactly. And so, you know, they're mocked and treated like shit. But, you know, if shit hits the fan, they're, from my impression, is they're the only ones who can really protect the, the world. Yeah. And I think that there's an interesting thing that even in the second book, they don't go into the relationship between the castles and the demons. Mm-hmm. There is there's hints and foreshadowing in both the books of the there's there. These things are clearly linked that when the castles were sent down, demons appeared mm-hmm. or demons appeared and the castles were sent down because of it. It's like, they, it's, it's very tightly it's almost simultaneously happens in the history. And I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where that plays out. The, yeah, like I, I could see him writing a book easily just going into either different stories or different events that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ram, Ram Rowan could easily get his own book. 
Yeah, and I, I would I would read it. I this this world is one that, like I said, the political drama hooked me. The characters are great. The lore made me happy, and then like just the description of certain events, it was like, man, I, this is going to be the next, uh, wi- like Witcher series. Mm-hmm. When everyone's obsessed about it, this is a, this was the thing I was thinking of, not the Witcher books, which I unfortunately have not finished or started. Smile. Yeah. <laughs> But it didn't make me think of that. It was like, well, this is so clearly Game of Thronesy political and Witcher mm-hmm. packed and heroy that it's it's almost perfect. It's it's going to be something that's huge. So I guess going back to the question that you asked me, what do you think is the right? I mean, the book is the right medium to tell this story, but to, yeah. or I guess I I shouldn't say that because I'm answering the question that I'm asking you. What do you think would be the best media to you know either continue to extend the story or mcdonald's happy meal toys (laughs) (laughs) yeah i bet you didn't see that coming i want a special uh big mac (laughs) with i would like it do you have the ingroove at all happy meal toy can i have that with me no no what i Uh, want is instead of the monopoly game i want them to include the story on the cups Yeah, that's what like I want. a page. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well we'll get we'll get McDonald's on the phone and see if that can. <laughs> uh, I've call up Ronald. Um, I think that the best medium for this would honestly be because I I don't think it, I don't think TV show like TV series would be the best because people have trouble with TV show endings. Yeah, looking at you, Game of Thrones, Dexter lost. Um, but I think that there is a. Uh, I, I think that games could call to it, um, or I, I think movies might be the better one for this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you could cut out a lot of the traveling. Uh, that's where all the lore and the world is built up. But I guess if you could actually see it. Yeah, but well, the, I don't know. Then you you still lose a lot of the minor details that kind of make the book special. I I know. I think that I I think that movies would do better than uh, TV show, and if not TV show, I think like a kind of Sherlock esque series. Mm-hmm. So like so like kind of halfway in between because I know Sherlock is a TV show. Ha <laughs> ha. Good 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 job, internet. You got me. Um, <laughs> I I think that like the hour and a half three episodes mm-hmm. for a book they, so and it's, that ends up being what three four almost five hours of stuff yeah. for what this is mm-hmm. it'd be an even better thing that they could do oh this is one series or one one year worth of sherlock episodes or whatever they're called uh for son of the black sword and then the next year we're gonna do house of assassins and then the next year we're gonna do what is it? Rain of Blood, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, something like that. Um, I think that that would probably be the best uh, medium to tell this story because the, it, like you said, with movies, it's going to kick a lot of the stuff that you will care about gets cut out. With a TV show, I think the ending is going to be subpar because people are not going to understand the uh, nature that this that this story is told in. Yeah. Well, and that's why I, the reason I choose like TV 
over movies is because the length of time that they have. Now, I wouldn't want it to be recorded in a manner like um, any of the DC universe stuff, like the Arrow or Flash, where it's a bunch of there's one overlying story and a bunch of side stories that happen in every episode. To mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that would be a terrible format, but to have this be in a format where you know you you ch- break it up like you were saying into reasonable pieces, there's enough content there that you can include interesting things to lead it along the way and you can edit it in different formats too i think that would be interesting and engaging enough to not have your attention totally diverted to action only or to only politics like you can sprinkle in a lot of other things in there to keep it going and keep the audience engaged keep everyone happy while doing the story justice mm-hmm. this what you just said actually reminds me of something. Um, there's a book I read and it became a TV show on Netflix. Uh-huh. And the second book is, I, I've, I've read all three of the books and the second book just came out as a second season on Netflix and I haven't watched it yet, but uh, we should look into doing altered carbon eventually. Oh yeah. I've heard great things about it, but I, I haven't, I've, I've been going back and forth whether I want to watch Netflix and see how, or if I just want to read it first. I think that the Netflix series, oh God, I'm not going to, I'll save it for, I'll save it for a non podcasty stuff. Uh, the Netflix series is good. The book is good. The, I think the books are good. The Netflix series is good. They're definitely worth talking about. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, well, and I think that list. if we time it with uh, cyberpunk 77 uh-huh. coming out, I, I think that you'd, you, that would maximize your enjoyment of it. Just because, you know how we talked about uh, last time with stylistic choices of, or was it two times ago, like of looter shooters Mm -hmm. and World of Warcraft versus uh, Destiny. I think that this is uh, a big one that, oh, Tobin doesn't like cyberpunky futuristic stuff all the time. But this is one of the ones that like really hooked me. And I I think that you would, I think that you would like it in two. your opinions on that aesthetic but yeah i'm definitely more than happy to check it out yeah. uh so with uh, with that um final sentence about the book excited for the next one <laughs> good. good which i i think is one of the biggest compliments you can give a book is saying i want more yeah I, I I think that you could do that with any medium, right? Like, man, not necessarily. Like, I'm not even done with Borderlands right now, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm when I beat this game, I'm good. Like, I have I've done enough. I I want more shooting, less looting. <laughs> man, <laughs> wait till you get to the end of the story. I'm just need to, I'm just gonna join your game. We're I'm gonna breeze you through it, and we're just gonna go fight some bosses together. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it's so, different playing by yourself, but anywho, yeah, um, it, it, de- it definitely is. Um, I think that the I think that now would be a great time to transition into everyone's favorite game. Oh, let's bring it we in. Need a, like a, I want a jingle for this. Like da, 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 right? <laughs> uh, the random number generator for everyone at home who's playing along uh, has generated us three beautiful numbers that we're going to review today. Uh, I'm going to make sure 
Spencer, do you have the list of Pokemon open, or do you need links? Question mark. Um, I have the Pokemon. I just need the, I guess, like the number that we're right. going to do today. Here is the first number, two ninety five. Two ninety five. All right. Yes. Let's see here. X Cloud. You said two ninety five. Two ninety five. A right. Hoenn original. Oh, explode. Yeah, explode. Um. God. I like him. I've always liked him. Uh, he, nostalgia. He's very, very similar to you. <laughs> All right. All right. Please don't make fun of purple skin people. It's really offensive, and I don't like that. Um, it's more of the teeth. Okay. <laughs> you have, him and I actually go to the same dentist. That's uh, oh, excellent. It shows. <laughs> uh, I like his like the kind of tubes in him, like to make him louder and louder. As so, I can't tell in this picture, but I assume like his two tails are also like tubes that project sound. Yeah, you can scroll down to the bottom if you're on uh, any type of Wikipedia site that may have Pokemon on it, Selby or Bulbapedia. Uh, You can see his butt with the in-game models from Generation 6 and 7. I'm looking at a bunch of different Pokemon cards on him. I'm on the Pokedex, like the official Pokedex site. Okay, so here, I'll toss this in... uh, there here's a here's a nice screenshot of what's going on on my computer right now and you can see his uh his two tails they're actually oh yeah 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 okay that's okay that's what i imagined them they would look like um boy he's got a lot Uh, of holes that's he's he's one of the cooler normal pokemons all right he's he kind of reminds me of um from the village hidden in the sound the the guys with the gloves and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 That makes him less cool, but... Uh, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Alright, What? so color-wise, not a huge fan of the purple and yellow. I, I, don't, I like the colors. I'm okay with the coloring. Teeth is cool. Does great teeth. Just like me. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that he's based off of like, oh, I'm going to do sound damage, and that's a normal type. So, yeah, I like. He just gets a bunch of cannons. Um, <laughs> I I don't know how I feel. Well, I should be judging him on his own, which is difficult. Looking at the um, different, like don't his evolution. You dare form. look at his line, man. That's not part of. This. <laughs> I did not develop um, this game for that. I'm going to give him the rating of lots of holes. Lots of holes. Yeah, he can lots make of holes. He can make certain people very happy. <laughs> <laughs> lots of holes. I'm going to give him a uh, I'm louder than you. That's fair. Um, I, I think that he... I, He's one of my favorite normal Pokemon. Biased. I, I can't think of a lot of normal Pokemon that I like. The only one that comes to mind is Snorlax, just because he's an OG. Yeah, I mean, Porygon, like what? Porygon's normal? Yeah, uh, Apom, Ambipom, Slaking. Like 
Uh, what am I saying? Bit off, of course. Bit off is the top one. Um, are there any legendary normal Pokemon? Yeah, Regi. Oh, Registeel, right? Or no, that's Regi- Steel. Regi Regigigas. Regi Gigas. Yes. Yeah, I don't really care for him. All right, what's the next number? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's dumb. Uh, the next number is three twelve. Oh. Okay. Big fan. Is it? Wait. There we go. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. Like Min- I do. Oh, I like it. It's Minun. It has a minus on its cheeks. And I like the blue. And it has a minus for a tail. The minus for a tail always confused me as a child. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard to not talk about the other Pokemon in the, the, his best friend. Uh, Very difficult. Yeah, because they're designed together, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. his, his tail always threw me off. Of like, what is his butt? It's, it's just a line. It's he has a he has a line for a butt. Yeah, <laughs> he, I don't know. He's he's one of those uh, the sequels to Pikachu, right? Yeah, here's Which here's a cute electric about? mouse. He yeah, I, I always thought that was weird with Pokemon, where is. Okay, here's the first 150, and oh, by the way, in this other island, this is where they were born. And I was like, wait a second, how come they weren't in the other place? Do they migrate? Like, what happens? How does this... Hey, <laughs> hey, let the lore grow. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> no, he's... I, I enjoy him. I, the blue is really nice on him, and it makes for a great... Uh, minus combo with a Pokemon that would be a plus if there yeah. is one. I, I give um, him a negatively positive Pokemon. <laughs> negatively positive Pokemon. Really positive. Pokemon. And then I give him an actual minus sign. That's it. That's <laughs> simple. Yes. Uh, Alright, last one. And believe it or not, Random number generated this. Uh, and I was excited when I saw the number is today. Uh, 292. 292. Shedinja, huh? Oh, I thought it was going to be one of the Explodrid lines. Dang. Okay. Well, I'm less excited now. <laughs> I You're thought that they were the same line. No. Okay. Um, gonna, I'm going to hop in here and be rude real quick. Uh, Shetty Ninja is one of my favorite Pokemon. Probably top six. What? Yeah, he. I love him. I think that he is the coolest. Uh, his his ability of Wonder Guard is the coolest thing. Period. He has one HP max. Uh, he's a ghost bug. That's such a cool pairing. And he's like a shell of a Cinqueta, which is Really cool. I I love him. I, I top six ever. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And the way that you uh, obtain him, uh, he you have to have a see like the, the I didn't know crap about Brion when we went over him. I know everything about Sh- Shitty Ninja. Uh, <laughs> I know nothing have, about him. When you evolve the other Pokemon in his line, because he's not technically a third evolved form, he's a spinoff. Oh. Uh, the original the, if you if you have an empty spot in your like trainer like if you have five pokemon right 
Yeah. The one Pokemon evolves into its next level. The sixth spot of your uh, party will be filled with a Shedding Ninja. Oh, what? So you get two Pokemon? Yep. That's that, I think that that's a super duper cool way of introducing... Uh, like, can, I, can I read the flavor text? Absolutely. Shedinja's hard body doesn't move, not even a twitch. In fact, its body appears to be merely a hollow shell. It is believed that this Pokemon will steal the spirit of anyone peering into its hollow body from its back. Heck yeah, dude. Heck Ooh, yeah. You know what? We've been fucking up. We should have been reading the flavor text of the other Pokemon. Well, it's now a tradition. It's, really yeah, it's not going... Because that... That can add or take away from it. Because I, I really like that. That's really cool. Honestly, Brion was not going to get saved by any uh, flavor text, and neither was <laughs> Santaconda, right? <laughs> they were not going to be saved from that. No. <laughs> I uh, Overall impressions? Just... As, as a bug Pokemon? I think mm. it looks cool. I am... As a ghost Pokemon, it looks cool. It's the it's the coolest ghost. That's my it's, the coolest ghost. Ugh, that's that's a big one. As, it's weird thinking of like what a bug ghost would look like. Mm-hmm. I I kind of like the halo above it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it a, a, a three spooky bugs out of five. Three spooky bugs out of five. Okay, three spooky bugs. So only is it super effective or critical? Has to be super effective. So even if it's critical, it won't land. Nope. Wow. And so that, if I remember correctly, because of its typing, it's uh, you have to hit it with a flying rock, ghost, a fire, and a dark. Okay, so I looked it up. Dark is the last one. Oh, uh-huh. what about rock? Uh, it is immune to it. Oh, no, no, rock is one of the ones. Okay. Because um, bugs are weak rock. against rock, right? Yes. Okay. And then ghosts are weak against ghosts. And dark. And dark. And yeah. so those, the, the, you get those two, and then fire, rock, and flying are bo- all bugs. Now, that's only, because there's like times two and times four, right? So like if yeah. you had an ice, or no, if you had... A water flying, like if that got hit by electricity, it's times four effective, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no overlap between uh, bug and ghost, which is another cool thing about him, which even makes him even the cooler ghost. Okay. <laughs> he's uh, just, I, 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 so sick. He's so sick. I would have. I'm not surprised that you love this Pokemon. I just uh-huh. never knew. <laughs> He he, do, he doesn't come up a lot in my discussions, especially because like when you talk about uh, competitiveness, viable. Mm-hmm. He's 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 the jankiest. He actually is the jankiest. Yeah, he's he's different. That's mm-hmm. a really cool ability, though. I wish they got a little more creative on some of the things there. There one new ability that I like is um. You hate it. I think it's with uh, Greninja, where he takes the ability of the move. Yeah, he changes type despite being a water Pokemon, a water dark Pokemon. Yeah. He's a ninja. He blends in with his environment. He's a water dark Pokemon. He should be affected by water dark Pokemon stuff. 
I mean, he can be. I mean, he he doesn't. But like another Pokemon that would be good with that is like what Ditto, Wobbuffet, uh, and like another like the the weird little fairy ghost uh, Mimikyu. Like those three oh, would yeah. be those would be great uh, uh great traits for those Pokemon. But instead, they give it to. <laughs> <laughs> what What are your thoughts? Because those characters are already developed and established. How do you go back and give new abilities to Pokemon that already existed? Why isn't Meganium a fairy, dude? Okay, because you can retroactively do it. Like, it's, it's, sure. That doesn't. Does that bother you at all? A little bit, but I'd rather it like the moves. The moves that are added in and the uh, abilities that are added in go to Pokemon that are uh, that it makes sense for. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to argue that ninjas can blend in with their surroundings. And that <laughs> ninjas are, don't actually like didn't actually do that, and they don't they didn't change into freaking trees, right? Like they <laughs> trees. That's a dark thing. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't, <laughs> I'll argue that I'll, yeah, he'll come up eventually. All right, we're gonna do yeah, matter of time. Hundred thousand of these, and he'll come up, and I will be able to fully ream him for being the worst starter, fully evolution of all time. Of all time, ooh, that's. I won't say he's the best, but he's definitely not the worst. I'm making one, bold statements. One, one other question with, hmm. so with Pokemon being released in DLC now, or <sighs> passes. Yeah. If they were to do go back and that's why it's taking so long is because they're revamping each of the Pokemon, which in theory, they should have already done that before they even put this game out because they've done that in every other game in the past. But if that's what they're doing yourself, you answered yourself. That's what I think. If I knew you were going to say that, if but, that's what they're doing, they should have done it. If they didn't do it, I'm mad. That's what I was going to say. If they don't do that, then we're just solely getting fucked. All right, just make sure we stand on the same page. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. What's what's the the homework for everybody for this week? Uh, stay safe. Uh, this is supposed to be the worst week. Um, but this weekend, next week. This weekend, next week. Uh, we're flattening the curve. This is this is the week of us flattening the curve. Actually, by the time you listen to it, it'll be after the, that. But still, um, this I guess it'll be the second week then when this gets released. I think. I think my homework is going to be kind of lame, but uh, I would like anyone who's listening to this to go out when when they get their next meal at a restaurant to pick something that they wouldn't have normally picked. I don't think that's lame. I think that's good. See if it's worth your time. (laughs) I, I like that idea. Although, if you haven't gone to this restaurant and it's <laughs> and risk it, put yourself risk in, it. <laughs> risk it, <laughs> risk it, risk it. If if you are listening to this while you're on a road trip right now, which I hope you are, pull over the next gas station, just grab some sushi, see what happens. All right, really risk it. All right, see what happens. Ask the the gas attendant to uh, feed it to you. Oh God, that would be. Bonus points. Tweet tweet at at us at us. We have a Twitter, right? Yep. Pablo Panda. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, cool. right. well, that was fun. We'll uh we'll see you guys next week. And yeah, any last words before we wrap things up, man? Nah man, stay safe. Great to talk to you. Cool.
Likewise, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Wash your hands.